uh, 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 Bay Bridge, and the, the state did not really plan for, 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 for them. Many, many more people. Actually, there are very few people who crossed the bridge compared to the previous years. In fact, the uh, number of people who crossed the bridge from the very few people. So our left congestion, and, and I was outlining what happened in the trucking industry mm-hmm. about the problems in Botswana where the abandoned Krolas Brech post, which we usually use, by the way, as an outflow area. When 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 uh, 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 Bay Bridge reaches capacity, we, we flow, they flow over to Krolas Brech because that's the nearest border post with Botswana. Mm-hmm. But this year it was the other way around. Truckers were leaving Krolas Brech and filling up more and more of Bay Bridge. So we're putting a plan for that if it, 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 so, it so happened. But the main plan here was that everybody visiting the country will have to produce a COVID-19 certificate. And we're planning how do we make sure that uh, 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 that happens. And lastly, we have identified areas around our borders where people like coming to South Africa illegally where we have outlined that we are going to post immigration officials together with the army. And I said the army and the immigration officials, their job is not going to stop people from coming to South Africa, but is to insist that if you have to come here, please use an official gate of entry and produce all the requisite documents that are wanted. That's all. If we don't do that then you won't be allowed in, into the country. Minister, was it a surprise? W- were we caught off guard by um, the Kroblersburg uh, closure? Um, were we surprised by that? Did we not plan for that? Well, as I'm saying, every year we are used to using Kroblersburg as an outflow. Mm. We were caught by surprise, yes, because uh, we were not. To, it wasn't closed, basically. It was just truck owners abandoning because... Mm. Botswana put up very strict regulations about COVID-19. They did not, unlike us and maybe Zimbabwe, ask for a COVID-19 certificate. They insist that when you are driving a truck and you are from South Africa, they test you at the border and you wait for the results there, Mm -hmm. which usually come after three days. Mm -hmm. And during those three days you are parked there, you can't move Mm -hmm. until your results are in. And if it comes positive, of course, you are not allowed in. If it's negative, you are allowed in, but you will have waited there for three days. So the truck drivers just abandoned that and went to Bay Bridge, and that's where our problem started. So may, maybe my next question is, to what extent is there an engagement with our counterparts, Zimbabwe, Botswana, and so on, Namibia, Lesotho? Because at a time like this, I would imagine that there would have been communication, and it looks like here, as you said, we were caught off guard. Well, unfortunately, Pimelo, when countries sit Take decisions about how they are COVID. They they are uh, uh, they, they are putting measures to fight COVID nineteen. They don't they don't ever consider uh, the other country. They may tell them thereafter. They they don't ask them and say let's sit and discuss. If I do this, what will happen to mm-hmm. you? Unfortunately, uh, I must confess that has never happened. Every country sits and say, this is good for my country and I'm doing it. Sometimes you learn it when it's already in action. Even us, of course, we never ask our neighbors. For instance, when we, we demanded this 72-hour COVID-19 certificate, we never consulted any of our neighbors. We just did it because we thought it was good for our country. They will follow. So unfortunately, 
all over the world, it looks like that has been the practice in terms of COVID-19. It's understandable not to consult on that matter, uh, Minister, but what I'm asking is managing the operations of Make It Happen. You know, so what would we then do so that people, while they wait, we we have plans in place? Not to say they must change their plans, but so that it's it's, it's managed in, in a much more effective way. No, no. As I am saying, you realize it when it's already in action. Mm. And in the case of of Hobler's Black and, and Bait Bridge, it happened. I mean, we saw it when it was already in action. That, by the way, there are very, very few trucks who are prepared to go through a Bait Bridge. I mean, who are prepared to go through Hobler's Black. They are all coming to Bait Bridge. And by the time we opened up, there were, we realized there were 2,000 extra trucks than it happened in the previous year. So the main uh, the mainstay of our solution was to make sure that the truck drivers get into holding areas, or what you call truck stops, where they sit and deal with the SARS documentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, Pimelo, there's not much that Home Affairs demand from truck drivers. We only want to see if the truck driver has produced, has got a, a, a valid, li- a, a, a valid a, a, what do you call it, passport. A, a passport or and, ID. Yes, or, or a visa, If but most of the people from SADC don't get visas. Mm-hmm. The biggest job there of truck drivers is SARS. Uh, uh, SARS and various trade protocols. Because you are carrying goods here, are you allowed to carry this good into another country? Have you paid tax for them? Is this car, is this truck you are driving allowed to cross the border? All those are some documentation that takes a long time. So the general agreement was that solve our crisis is for the truck drivers in the holding area, fill up all that documentation when it is ready, then proceed to the border. Unfortunately, they just dumped that. Aside, they said they were angered by the fact that the Minister of Health wanted the COVID-19 certificate. Then they just packed the trucks on N1 and start to fill up documents there. Now you can imagine, Pinel, if you are truck number 30, you have completed all your documentation with SARS, you want to proceed. But truck number 29 upwards until number 1, they have not yet finished the documents. And all the lanes are blocked. They, they only block the two lanes going out. They even occupied the, onca- the lanes of the oncoming traffic. So everything was locked, jammed. We even have to call the army. They have to bring in 36 soldiers there. They have to come with army trucks to try and pull some of the trucks away. So it was a big mess, unfortunately. Why did it take so long for us to respond, Minister? So long to do what? To respond. Um, we, 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 you eventually, we had the army come in, but one would imagine that the, poli- the traffic police could have been efficient if, if it was done in a, in a speedily manner? No. You see, this thing of living tax mm-hmm. stops happened in November. Mm-hmm. It also happened in November, long before the festive season. Mm-hmm. And I rushed there with my counterparts from Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. And we agreed that that's the only solution in our arsenal at that moment. And so the traffic police pushed them into the holding centers. We spoke to them. So we believed it will never happen again. We had believed that it's something that they know, uh, that if I don't get into a holding area, I'm going to be stuck on the road. Mm -hmm. And because it was a festive season, 
uh, the traffic officials were deployed elsewhere in the country. You know, there's a lot of death on our roads during the festive season, especially because liquor was still readily available. So traffic police go, went there. So when we realized we were in trouble, we had to recall them. But when they arrived there, the situation was so tough that even them could not cope, and we had to call the army. And that's why it, it took a long time. Because when you call in the army to help, it's not something that can happen within within uh, uh, within it's a short piece of time. They have to bring in their trucks and all that. Minister, I'm going to ask that maybe we, we, we try and call you back. Your line is breaking quite badly. I don't want to interrupt you, but um, I keep losing you. If you don't mind, I'm going to ask to put you back to the producer so we can get you, uh, you know, quite audible. And then okay. I will take calls if you don't mind. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Good afternoon. Yes, there by Betty Bridge. It's always like that. Whenever you want to cross that border, those people, they don't work. You always delay. It's just like that. That's how it's usually near the, at Berry Bridge. We always experience queues there, whether it's holiday or no holiday. They always say they go on a course of this. That border, that's how it is there. But maybe the minister was not aware of that. But if you had to check, it's always like that. It's on that on holidays. It's more than during the other days. But it's always a problem that border. You always delay. If you go with your car there, you wait. Like a business day in Zimbabwe, you have to wait, you have to chase them, to follow them. Yes. All right. Minister Aramosoledi is with me on the line. He's Minister of Home Affairs, and we were discussing uh, some of what he discussed earlier on in a press briefing. Uh, most of it had to do with what happened at Baitbridge last week and uh, what the plans are coming uh, the next two weeks when people do come back home. Minister, you, you did you hear that voice note that came through where the, the caller is saying it's always like that? It's not necessarily only something that happens during the festive season. And, and do we have a plan for that? Well, Pimelo, it happens a lot during the festive season. It's not true. That is always like that. Festive seasons are always special because that's when a lot, a large number of people are going through our border posts, going back to the neighboring countries and coming back. So it can't be the same. That throughout the whole year is the same. I don't think uh, that is true. But having said so, Yes, we have long identified the six busiest border posts in the country. The first one being Bait Bridge, and realized that one of the improvements we have got to do is what is called a one-stop border post, such that people are not processed on the one side of the border, wait there maybe for six hours, and then cross, and then the whole process is studied all over again by the other country. So that thing is called one-stop border push to be processed once. We have already been working on it, and we have chosen six uh, uh, border posts where it will, it's going to apply. That's Bait Bridge, that's Libombo, it's Oshwuk, uh, Libombo with Mozambique, Oshwuk with Eswatini, Maseru with Lesotho, Fixtec with Lesotho, and Kopfontein with Botswana. I've already met ministers in those countries to discuss uh, 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 this issue, and if you check the media, uh, the the state, the government—I mean, the government, the cabinet—actually has already passed uh, the policy, and I've put it in the public 
arena for public comment, and the closing date is on the 28th of January. This this idea of a one-stop border post and how it's going to work. So it is one of the long-term solutions. Actually, on the Zimbabwean side, they've already started doing reconstruction, uh, putting infrastructure. We are soon going to start. And we believe once we reconstruct that area, it will be better. And we are asking the Department of Transport, as part of of that, to make sure that the the bridge is rebuilt because it's quite small. Uh, remember that Bait Bridge is not only saving us with Zimbabwe. The people who go past there are going to Malawi, they are going to Zambia, they are going to 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 uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. You know, they are going all over the African continent. So for that reason. It is a very, very busy area, and it's just going to get more and more busy. That's why it it will need to be rebuilt, and we start a new system of one-stop border post. Let me go to Cizwe, who's calling us from Bloemfontein. Thanks for your patience, Cizwe. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamela. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Go ahead, Cizwe. I'm good. Pamela, first of all, I, I believe my biggest problem is with the minister. I tried calling in last week when I was being interviewed by Sakina. He said Zimbabweans must go and solve their problems. Yes, they must go and solve their problems. But he was using a wrong platform. Secondly, he was a minister of health. He always complained about the foreigners filling up the hospitals and he couldn't perform. Now he's a minister of home affairs. He's complaining about other countries not taking responsibility. And I want to be a bit of off-topic and say... I'm in Bloemfontein right now. If you look at what is happening in Bloemfontein, Bloemfontein is like a, a mini Maseru. Bloemfontein is a hotspot for people who are coming from Lesotho, and they come in freely. It's like they can come and spend lunch in, have lunch in Bloemfontein and go back to Lesotho. They cross through the fences. They cross through the river. Our minister is one-sided. When it comes to this thing, yes, there are trucks. It's too busy on that road. But I wanted to ask him, what is he doing about the influx of people who are coming from Lesotho to Bloemfontein? Because we are fighting the COVID. How about the COVID in Bloemfontein? Is the minister only one-sided to say his approach of fighting is fighting for only those coming from the Baybridge border post until Gauteng? How about other provinces which are affected? How about Swaziland? He's not too loud about Botswana. He's not too loud about Lesotho. He's not too loud about Swaziland. Can he just tell us what's his plan? And he must just grow up and stop blaming other countries. That's all. Minister Musoledi? Pimelo, I'm not going to apologize for having mentioned that ministers in Zimbabwe must stay home and solve their problems there. I won't apologize for that. I'm still repeating it. Because at the time there was this congestion uh, we had, I heard from Minister of Deco that they say they want to come in and help. I said, no, no, no. We will solve our own problem. Let them solve the problem over the other side, which was clearly outlined even today. As to the issue of not talking about other border posts, it's not true. I've just told you, Pimelo, that uh, the one-stop border post is going to be for Bait Bridge, Libombo with Mozambique, Oswuk with Sushatini, Maseru Bridge with Lesotho, Fixtech with Lesotho, and Kofondin with Botswana. And in and when I, saw, I was outlining what's going to happen, sent all the posts of in, the numbers of uh, immigration officials we are going to send, uh, the number of uh, uh, health personnel we are going to send, 
etc., etc. Now, as, as, as it comes to Lesotho Pimelo, Lesotho is a special project for South Africa, and people need to be sensitive about it. Lesotho is in our tummy. It's like you swallowed something which is in your stomach, and, and that thing you swallowed, which is your... It's like a baby, you know, in a womb. You know, it depends on the activities of the mother. It can't do anything for itself. So for that reason, we don't handle Basoto like other countries. For instance, there are kids who attend school in South Africa every day in, in, uh, uh, who come from Maseru and come to South Africa. We've given a, them a special dispensation. If you go there, you'll find a, 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 a what you call, you, you'll find a lane which is painted green. Where they pass, you can't demand passports from them because it means they'll have 20 passports by the end of the year. So we just give him one document that is printed, I mean, that is uh, stamped once, and they go in and out. Then we've got patients. There are many of us who, 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 who go for their health care in Bloemfontein. So he's right. They go there, and we've met with their men how to help them. Many of them don't have any health. They have to go to Bloemfontein. In fact, when I was in health, I went to open Lady Brand Hospital. And I was there for the whole day, and I saw uh, uh, it's just 11 kilometers from Maseru border. And I found that most of the people it serves, uh, that Lady Brand Hospital in Lady Brand in South Africa, is serving people from Lesotho because their biggest uh, uh, academic hospital had problems, which I don't really need to mention here. So if we become, you know, uh, unreasonable for Lesotho, they won't leave. Now, but what we are insisting on now is that we must try their, our best that they come here officially. In fact, their Minister of Health has written to our Minister of Health now, asking that if we are going to be demanding the COVID-19 test from Basotho, they don't have the capacity to produce it. He was asking our Minister of Health if we can send staff from South Africa into Lesotho itself and start testing people there who want to cross over into South Africa. So that when they cross, they've got test results Africa, not Lesotho, because they don't have that capacity. And that, that has been our working relationship with them. <laughs> so when you see a lot of them in Bloemfontein, yes, that's where their livelihood is. And we've got to be very clearly understanding what we cannot accept is lawlessness, but where there are agreements. And at, at the moment, while it's Lesotho, I mean, it's Lesotho. In Southern Africa, Pimelo, we have got communities which we, we call border communities. That exists on both sides of the border. And in the same village, same families exist on the side of the border. They are not aware of, of, of the borderline, which basically most of them are human-made. So some of those communities, we allow them to cross wherever they want, and, and we give them a special deal, because otherwise they'll never leave. You may find that their nearest shop is actually across the border, and they need to go there to buy bread and all that. You know? um. You said that what we will be requiring when people return is a certificate. Uh, here's a, a message coming through saying, well, you know, those certificates are being bought. How are we going to ensure that people are really uh, COVID negative when they enter into South Africa? Yes, we have had the rumor that they are going to be bought. That's why uh, uh, the Department of Health will send 259 for health authorities to all our borders, and they've hired on contract 278 community service personnel who are on contract, and they are going to send them there. And the National Health Laboratory Service 
will enlist private laboratories to provide additional support for testing. And we have also asked the South African Military Health Services, the, the health arm of the army, to provide 73 additional military health personnel to try and make sure that they do this job. So bribery is bribery and fraud is fraud. Unfortunately, we, are, we just have to try our best and stop it. All right. Some voice notes coming through, Minister. Sorry? I've got some voice notes for you. Good afternoon, female. I'm sure that is where, the, where we are having a big problem. Because the minister is being told this is what is happening at the border post. But he is arguing. I don't think how many times he got the border post in check because he cannot tell us that like when he himself got the border post, the way they treat you or the way they work for that moment, it's not the way that they are always working. So in other words, for the minister, for him to come on the radio and tell us that it's not like that when he is being told that, it means we are going nowhere. There's no, not even intention of correcting this whole thing. He already rejected that, no, everything is fine. When he is being told that this is not... Hi, Pamela, good afternoon. My name is Brandon, and you know, I went to Zimbabwe in the beginning of 2019, and uh, the worst part about the border uh, is uh, the South African side, because uh, leaving South Africa into Zimbabwe is a nightmare. But then on the Zimbabwean side, entering Zimbabwe, they are swift and efficient. Even coming back on the Zimbabwean side, they are professional, swift, efficient. And then on the South African side, entering the country, oh, it is a nightmare. They push us here they shoved us there they told us to queue here we queued there someone else comes and tells us it's the wrong queue so another person comes he pushes us that way we were physically shoved from this line to that line it was a nightmare thank you all right minister i've got those two i I know that you need to leave do you want to respond to those two yes i want to go ahead it will be unreasonable for i mean the first one who says I'm not there and I must listen to people on the ground. We have got officials there. We have got other officials who work on this thing. They are from SARS. They are from the police. There's a commissioner there. They are from agriculture. They are from environment. They are from health. And they are from uh, home affairs. They, they all give us report. And I do visit these borders. I visited Bay Bridge. In November, I told you, when there was a log jam there, I can't be there all the time. And, and we sit with all these people and discuss. For instance, the, the, the plan that we put up, which I was mentioning today, it's not the product of the Minister of Home Affairs. It is the product of net joints. The, the, the net joints being a government structure. Uh, 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 that uh, 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 most of the departments especially in the security cluster. It, it is the uh, National Joint Operation and Intelligence Structure called Net Joint. This plan was developed by them. There's the army there. There are the police. There's intelligence. There is home affairs. There is health. We all set down to... And all of those people uh, are lying. And they who are sitting at the border every day tell you what's happening. You've got to listen to them. Some of the people who are lodging pass through the border once, see one problem and believe anything they raise there is the thing that happens all the time and you have got uh, to resolve it. So it's, it's unfair. So we do listen. 
and, and we, we do listen and we discuss and we call these officials who are there. We have got the director of the board speaking now for this for the second female. I'm going to Bay Bridge. I'm sending my DG to Maseru. I'm sending other officials to Libombo. I've got to listen to them because I can't just be everywhere. It's impossible and uh, 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 unreasonable for anybody to believe that the minister must be there at the borders uh, continuously. And, and to, to the second uh, voice note, uh, Minister? Can you remind me the second? Oh, the second voice note about Zimbabwe? Yes. Oh, that's not my experience. Absolutely not. When I was there on the, you know, the lockdown started on the 27th of, of, of March, if you remember, mm-hmm. the first lockdown. Mm-hmm. I went to Bait Bridge, and when I arrived there, there was a, a lockdown. I had to cross over to the Zimbabwean side because the SARS officials told us that the, the problems are on the Zimbabwean side. We need to go and ask them change the manner in which they, 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 they process uh, the situation. And I crossed over. We had a meeting. And after they've agreed, then uh, the, the logjam was solved. So the experience that he's having, I don't know, maybe uh, it happens that particular one day for him. Or I, I'm not sure. I, it's not my experience. And when I went there again in November this year about uh, uh, dealing with the logjam of trucks, I also looked at how the officials work there. I did not find the type of things to say. Maybe that's his experience. It, it happens quite often, even with our home affairs offices, where some people phone and congratulate us of the good experience they've had. And the following day, you get somebody who's very angry, who have had a terrible experience. It happens in our hospitals, sometimes it happens even in our schools, that different individuals are, do not have the same level of satisfaction or the same experience when they are asking for do, when they are looking for those services. We're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time, Minister. Uh, I really appreciate it. We'll uh, obviously then try and get hold of you as soon as uh, we, we see uh, movement mm-hmm. coming into the country uh, in a few weeks' time. So thank you so much for giving us time. Thank you very much. That's uh, Dr. Aaron Mutsualiri, Minister of Home Affairs.